Hey, Donnie here. I wanted to tell you about Champions 90. Champions 90 isn't a workout routine or a fitness routine. This is about you transforming your life mentally, giving yourself an upgrade while you build to business freedom. Champions 90 is about you getting quiet with your thoughts, staying focused on building your business and getting you to freedom. Come join the challenge at champions90.com. All right, guys. So I want you to strap it in today. So we're going to get pretty deep and heavy on this one. Uh, this is a hell of a story from a hell of a guy. And, you know, my buddy Patrick Mudge said, Donnie, you got to sit down with Charlie and let him tell you a story and everything they're doing. So, um, you know, just strap it in, guys. It's going to be a really good episode. So I'm Donnie Bovine. This is Donnie Success Champions. Charlie Strange, welcome to the show, my friend. Please tell us your story. Right now, don't you? I see it in your eyes. You want to give up right now. But you can't give up on the fight right now. Look up. The finish line is in sight right now. Your success and greatness is ready to take flight right now. The fruits of your labor are just turning right right now. That's why you planted all those seeds so you can take a bite right now. The unbelievable is now believable. You're reaching new heights right now. Hey, before the show starts, I wanted to jump in here and let you guys know that I could not do this show without the support of Point Blank Safety Services. Stacy and Michael McGovern over there have been a huge asset for the show the success champions family and everything we do and it's and it's because of their support we're able to bring you such awesome guests and such awesome stories um so do me a favor go check them out man if you're in texas and you need security officers or you need active duty police officers on off-duty hours uh, protecting your sites, construction, security sites, commercial offices, whatever. Go check out Point Blank Safety Services. You'll be glad you did. Now, guys, I'm not kidding. Strap it in today. This is a hell of a story. Here comes Charlie Strange. Thank you, Don. My name's Charles Strange. I'm the gold star father of Michael Strange. Uh, Michael was killed in action August 6, 2011, along with 38 other men and uh, 29 Americans and Bart the Warrior Dog. Uh, it was the biggest uh, single loss of life in the Iraq and Afghan war. And it was the biggest loss of life in the history of America. 22 men from Dev Group, Navy Special Warfare. And it was the worst day of my life. Uh, Michael was my oldest son from Philadelphia. We grew up, he grew up in Philadelphia, not too far for your audience, from the Rocky Steps, the famous Rocky Steps. Michael ran the Rocky Steps before he went in. Adrian, you know, <laughs> we're, you know, we're Philly and uh, cheesesteaks and uh, Michael joined the military right out of high school uh, and he took off. He took off from there, uh, went to the Great Lakes. I flew out, seen him graduate boot camp from there. He went to Pensacola, Florida. And um, from there, he finished first in his class for cryptology. Uh, Michael was a code breaker. Uh, they actually gave Michael the National Intelligence Medal of Valor. Only 17, never been given out in the history of America since World War II and the Wind Talkers. Uh, wow. we were given that at the NSA uh, with Admiral Alexander under 
about five floors underground. And uh, but he went to Hawaii because he was a crypto, and uh, Adam, Admiral McRaven was there, uh, and he loved it. We flew out to Hawaii, spent 15 days with Michael in Hawaii, and um, he became a surfer, and he uh, got really into the intel there, and he started getting deployed on different missions. Uh, his buddy, I also don't want to forget about, who died with him, uh, John Ducandero was there. Uh, John was the dog handler for the gold team uh, dev group, and uh, <clears throat> From Hawaii, uh, he, he spent uh, a little over three years in Hawaii, and then they uh, put him on Dev Group in Virginia Beach, where he had to buy a home. <clears throat> and he was with SEAL Team Six, the Gold Squad. Uh, his call sign was GY Four, Gold Yankee Four. And uh, I said, Michael, how how are you affording a three hundred thousand dollar house here, Michael? You're twenty one years old, and uh, he loved it, and uh, he had to be by the secret base, and. Uh, we used to take the train down, drive down. He'd drive back to Philly because he missed his family, his friends. And, uh, you know, uh, I'll tell you what, like uh, yesterday was the day we killed Bin Laden and uh, a lot of memories going by on that. And uh, Michael was uh, called me before that, uh, before the Bin Laden raid. Two weeks prior, he said, Dad, everything's getting shut off. I'm like, what? He said, I'm not, going to, I'm not going to be able to talk to you, Dad. And uh, I tried to get information out of him. And me and Michael had a little code. And uh, even if it was January, he'd ask me, are the Phillies winning? That means don't ask me any more questions, Michael. Because mm. they would give him a lie detector test every two or three months. And the first right. question on the lie detector test was, when was the last time he lied? So he, he wouldn't have me uh, ask any more questions. And he said, look, Dad, he was getting mad. He said, Dad, look, if something happens... I'm sure you'll hear about it. And that was uh, the Bin Laden raid. And yesterday was uh, every day's emotional. Uh, but he loved what he was doing. He loved protecting, serving and uh, his country and uh, his family. And uh, August 6th, he came home from the Bin Laden raid in uh, June. And uh, it was his birthday. June 6th was his birthday. And we had a big party. His friend Kevin and Danny and all them. And, the girls, they had about four kegs and a hundred bottles of Jameson's and, uh, <laughs> you know, in the pool. And But he was different. He was different after the raid and uh, something was going on. Um, a guy by the name of Joe Biden opened his mouth and uh, after the Bin Laden raid in this, at the Ritz-Carlton in Delaware and told everybody, SEAL Team 6, killed Bin Laden. Nobody ever heard of SEAL Team 6 before that. And... Uh, I don't know if that was that was one of the things that was bothering Michael after the after the raid, uh, but he was different. He was different in June when he came home. He talked about a will. He never talked about a will before. Um, a couple other parents were telling me about the, the guys with Michael's crew, and uh, they talked about a will. And something was going on. Something was going on, Don. And uh, he calls me up. He goes back and. Uh, He's getting deployed back to Afghanistan. I still have his voice on my cell phone here. And uh, he said, I love you, Dad. I'll see you for Thanksgiving for, at Aunt Maggie's. That's my sister. We always do Thanksgiving in, in Philadelphia and Fishtown. And 
I'll see you for for Thanksgiving. And I knew something was up, something was going on, and uh, he was he was completely different. He didn't just tell me about the will. He told my sister. He told his buddies, his brother, his sister, and uh, he got deployed in uh, the worst day of my life, Don, August sixth. They came knocking on the door. Mm. There was like four or five different guys, Caicos, casualty assistant guys, and. Uh, they didn't really say much about what happened. Uh, there was a lot of, you know, they didn't know. They, you know, some of the parents said it. They, they ran into a mountain. Some people say, you know, they, the guys that came to the door, God bless them. They were very nice. You know, they just said your son passed and along with a tragedy in the helicopter in Afghanistan. I just, you know, you, a couple of the parents I know, uh, you know, when you hear that, that's a piece of your heart. Right. They had to get rushed to the hospital, man. and uh, I was screaming and yelling and crying, and uh, it's like a nightmare. It's a nightmare that, you know, actually you really don't stop. You, le- you learn to walk with a limp the rest of your life, Don, and uh, mm. there was a lot of questions about that August 6, 2011, and uh, the Taliban, uh, you know, actually after they killed them guys, was on the internet a half hour later bragging. We just killed SEAL Team 6. How'd they know who was in the Chinook? You know? And uh, there was a lot of questions. And we did the ceremony in Arlington. 17 of the 30 men are in Arlington. And uh, October 2011, we went down to Little Creek. And uh, a guy by the name of uh, Brigham Deer General Jeffrey Colt did the investigation on what happened. And... uh, we're in the auditorium, the 60 parents, and, uh, you know, he, he, he was explaining about the pilots, God bless the pilots, and some other things. It seemed like, you know, uh, he took a while to do the presentation, but he was only over there for two weeks to do this investigation, for 30 men dying. Hmm. And, uh, you know, and I still don't know today, Don, you know, about the black box, which is really orange. And uh, General Cope put his hands up in the air, like theatrically, and uh, he said, a flash flood came and washed it away. I said, oh, you didn't find it? And they said, they never found the black box. And then some people say there is no black box in them CH-47Ds. There's some kind of recorded device. Then he said, then he said, an RPG hit the helicopter from 200 yards in the pitch dark. Hmm. And it was a lucky shot. So I stood up and the Philadelphia in me came out. And I said, <laughs> did you just say lucky shot and all our sons are dead? And I threw a couple F notes out there and uh, a couple gentlemen from the military grabbed me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was, it was, you know, uh, you got to be kidding me. And uh, I, I, we asked questions. I had some of the other parents asking questions. Uh, when we left there, Donnie, they gave us a, a folder, a binder, and uh, you don't look at it. You're just hearing about how your son died. They told me my son burned to death because of the fire, uh, the fuselage, and which was all a lie. My son wasn't burned at all. I have pictures of him. Uh, four months, I called Dover and uh, asked for the autopsy, and uh, a whistleblower in Dover, God bless his soul, I still don't know who it is, sent me a disc. And uh, and the paperwork and 
my, my beautiful wife, Marianne, uh, she took the dish. She said, don't look at it. Don't look at it. And she looked at it and I said, pretty bad. And she says, well, I'm like, well, they said he was burned beyond recognition. And it was in all the papers all over the world. 38 skulls, 38 sea spines, no identifiable remains. So I said, I want to see, I want to see. And, uh, not that bad. And uh, I looked at the pictures of my son and uh, he wasn't burned at all. Don, he jumped out of the helicopter. We got thrown out of the helicopter. They weren't that high. Hmm. They weren't that high. I have pictures of the helicopter, uh, you know, and, um, you know, they gave us this binder in October after Jeffrey Colt got done doing the thing. And it, it, there was a 25 pages in there. And the first page you can look at, as you open it up, you can't read it. Don't it ran out of ink. <laughs> I know the government's doing bad, but we didn't, they didn't have no ink. So I called uh, Admiral uh, Sean Pibus. He was commander-in-chief, and uh, God bless him. And uh, I said, you know, I got a bad copy here. Uh, Admiral Pibus, can I get another copy? He said, well, Mr. Strange, we had a lot of complaints about that. And... I said, okay, good. Send me another one. He said, we can't. We burned it. I said, you burned it already? But in that packet was there a disc. And I put the disc in the computer. And as you can tell by earlier, I'm not too, too computer suave. <laughs> and uh, there was like a hundred little blocks on this disc. And I'm like, not nah, nothing. Nah. And my wife, Marianne, she says, let me look at that. And she took it somewhere and... Uh, she printed out 1,364 pages, Don. My God. Which was encrypted with a virus. And uh, the Taliban knew. The Taliban knew. Don, I'm going to read something to you from these 1,364 pages. I wasn't, I wasn't in the military. But in Jeffrey Colt's uh, investigation, he says... Uh, well, what was the, uh, for, for, for the Tangine Valley, he says, the next piece of reporting that I may have, that I have fits within the time frame comes from May 11th, 2011, and it's late May. There's na no date on this, but it's, and it's going to be, I'm reading it, there was a couple blank spots. It's very brief again. It's out of the task force, and it says something to the effect that over 100 Taliban plan to travel from the blank providence through the Tangine Valley to possibly shoot down the coalition force aircraft. They knew. A hundred Taliban were going to the Tangine Valley. I got it right here in front of me, Don. Wow. Right in front of me. Wow. Number 89. So these 1,300 pages, some of the other parents started asking us questions. And they're like, how'd you get that information? How do you know that? And uh, my wife wrote a letter to the Gold Star parents down in Florida, telling them how to download the disc to get the 1,364 pages. And uh, then our phone got tapped and our computer got tapped and we won the first case in the history of America for the NSA and we went against the NSA and Obama down in Washington, D.C. Judge Leon was our judge. You might remember he called it a Orwellian state that we live in. Yeah. And uh, so we went to Congress, we went to the senators, we went to 
President Obama when he was president. I met President Obama in Dover and uh, tried, you know, all over and over to try to get answers. Uh, I met President Obama in Dover. Uh, he, he, he came up to me. He said, Michael changed the way America lived. Michael could do this and Michael could do that. And I grabbed President Obama by the shoulders and I sort of shook him. And I said, I don't need to know about my son. I need to know what happened. And then the Secret Service guys grabbed me. And, I, I see a th theme with you, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and President Obama whispered in my ear and he said three times, he said, Mr. Strange, I'm going to look into this very, very, very deep. And uh, we tried going back. And, and not just me and my wife. We had other Gold Star parents with us asking questions. We had a press conference at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. We had like 12 of the Gold Star parents. We had Alan West. We had General Boykin, General Valet. And, um, you know, this needs to be a congressional hearing, you know. Uh, and we never got anything. We never got any answers and, uh, you know, it, it, it's it, even if nobody's going to take accountability for, for the biggest loss of life and my son getting killed, just don't let it happen to someone else's son. Who put 38 men in a Chinook helicopter? Eight of the Afghans, Don, right before they took off, got off, and eight new ones got on. Their names were never on the manifest. I'm like... And they told us this, and then I think they wanted to not tell us that, but who were they? Who were they? They told us in Dover. They brought the Afghan bodies back to, uh, to Dover. And they had their flag over the coffins. My daughter said, what's this? I said, that's the Afghans. And she said, what the F are they doing here? And, uh, you know, uh, that was our question. And they had to call the families from the Afghans and tell them they had the wrong people. They didn't know who they were. You don't know who they are getting on the helicopter? Their name's not on the manifest. Who okayed all this? You know. And, and then it was supposed to be a rescue mission for the Rangers. And uh, there was no – the Rangers, I've talked to personally who, who are coming out. So we don't – we didn't need to – we didn't need the QRF. We didn't need a quick reaction force. They had eight of the Taliban's locked up. It's in the 1,300 pages. I got their names. I got their names. And then they said, well, we were after Quarry Tahir. Quarry Tahir's a high-level guy. He was a big target. Quarry Tahir in the 1,300 pages knew. Knew. He moved from village to village. Somebody was giving him all the information. Here you go. Hamad. I, I can't tell. I, can, I don't know these Middle East. Harad, Hamad, Hamad, Sahar, Guli, Nabi, Akanzar. Uh, the raid in Quartier's village was targeting Quarry Tahir, Ismail, Kwali, Tahir had been located in another village during the raid at the house of H-A-B-I-B-U-R Rahim in the Tonkaya. They, they know everything's written out here, Don. Hmm. Not, and I can't get no answers on who killed my son. You know, who made the call? And, uh, you know, it, it, it it's crazy. So we you went know, through all kinds of stuff. You know, here's the crazy thing, Charlie, is one, God love you. And, and, and I mean this wholeheartedly. I mean, you know, I'm sorry for the loss of your, you, you, your son. It's tragic. It, 
it sucks. No parent needs to go through that, right? But God love you, man, because somebody's got to pick the fight, right? When, when something goes like this, and I love your, your Philly freaking attitude, your vibe for you, you know, um, uh, I wouldn't want to been in your shoes in that room, but I love the way you've handled yourself all the way through this and, and fucking kudos for, for just picking the fight because, um, I mean, I'm hearing your side of it. So I, I, I've, I've got to go with what I'm hearing and from what I'm hearing, man, shit, why the hell isn't there a further investigation? You know, why isn't there? you know, more, more people asking questions. And I get it, man. Some of the parents that have tragically lost their, their kids in this, you know, they're like, okay, we just want to move on get past it, you know, but I'm thinking, man, if I'm in your shoes, I'm still asking fucking questions. Yeah. I'm wanting somebody's ass to fry because they made a bad call or they're a traitor to the freaking country. One of the two, right. you know, you know, um, and, and, you know, why, why the cover up? Why, why? And what dumbass put the disc in the freaking binder to you guys? <laughs> right, right, right. You know, um, you know, somebody's ass should get fired just for that stupid mistake. You know, um, on on that side of things. You know, so wow, what a shitty thing to go through, man. I'm, I'm, you know, my heart hurts for that that kind of stuff, but fucking kudos for your boy to stepping up and, and doing what not many have the courage to do and fucking defend our country, man. Uh, being a veteran myself, uh, that dude is just freaking awesome. That's just awesome. So now you guys are doing a lot of cool things for gold star families and you guys are, you know, holding events and bringing these families together and helping them get through some of these tough times are going through. Tell us a little bit about your foundation, your organization, and, and what you guys are doing. Well, there's a lot of support at the funeral. And, and after the funeral, everybody goes back to work. Everybody goes on vacation. Everybody's still going on. I'd be looking out my window saying, my son died, and everybody's still moving on. And... Uh, I was, you know, the, the grim five stages of grief. Uh, like, I didn't know nothing about the five stages of grief. And, uh, you know, the first one's denial. No way. He was just sitting on my couch. We just had a party, you know. And uh, the second stage is anger. Uh, I was shopping in a food market, and some guy had a towel around his head, and they had to call the police on me for that one. <laughs> my <laughs> wife was on my back. Somebody was going to get it, Donnie, you know what I mean? And, uh <laughs> The third one is bargain, and God don't bargain, you know. And uh, the fourth one, they say, is a depression. I don't like to use that word. I think it's the Grim Reaper. And uh, the fifth one is acceptance. But like any other ones, what I learned is with, with the loss of a, a son or a daughter burying a child is, you know, it, it don't stop. It just keeps coming. I buried my father. I buried my cousin. I buried good friends. Not even in the same circles burying a child. And... Uh, I ran into another gold star father named Grant Smith. His son, Tristan Smith, was killed in an IED from Philadelphia uh, three years prior. So I got in touch with this guy, and uh, we met for coffee, and uh, he started crying, and he was angry. And I felt good, Don. I was like, this guy's just like me. We're both <laughs> fucked up. Right? All right. 
<laughs> and uh, I came home. I told my wife, I said, yo, he's like, you know, and I said, we should bring more parents together. And my wife, she started reaching out to some gold star parents. And uh, we did, a, I said, you know, let's do it in Philadelphia. We call it beef and beer. And uh, some guy named Drago, Navy SEAL named Drago mm -hmm. came along. And uh, him and his wife, great wife, Rachel, and their two kids came down. And we had an Irish band, of course, uh, Blackthorn donated their time and uh, we raised some money and uh, we bought like 20 gold star parents in for a weekend and uh, we had a grief counselor there and uh, we get the parents to talk. I want to hear from the other dads and moms. How do you get through the birthday? What do you do on the holiday? How do you get through every day? And, and from there, uh, the other gold star parents start telling other gold star parents and then when are you doing that again? Are you doing that again? And, uh, I was like, well, uh, okay, we'll do another one. And uh, we went to Wildwood, New Jersey. And uh, we did Thursday to, to Sunday. And we brought people, some Gold Star parents from Michigan. Uh, Heath Robinson's dad, uh, he was on the teams uh, on six. Heath was a sharpshooter. And uh, we brought uh, Debbie Yachty, who lost her son. And, and they never seen the ocean. <laughs> They never seen the ocean, so it was really cool, and we did a lot of healing. And uh, you know, uh, Saturday night, whatever area we're in, we we asked the VFW or American Legion, Legion or Alps Club to host us for dinner. We get the motorcycles, the cops, the firemen involved, and my wife makes these beautiful wreaths, biodegradable wreaths, and uh, we go to uh, the ocean and we say our son's names and we say a few prayers and you throw your, you know, and uh, knowing that we'll see our sons again, you know, on the other side. And, uh, or if we're in, we went to Tucson, Arizona, to this guy, uh, Mike and Bonnie Quinn's house. And uh, we, we had a beautiful hotel out there. And uh, we had gold stars. We had uh, Bob Huff. His, his daughter was Samantha Huff, the first girl killed in Iraq, my man Bob. And uh, we, had, we had about 38 gold star parents out there. And... Uh, so the healing begins and, and meeting these other families and, and going learn just to know what you're walking into, knowing you're not alone. Because a lot of the gold star parents go, Don, nobody cares if my son died. Right. I said, yeah, there is people that care, man. There is people that care. I, I brought my buddy in, Kali uh, Tomlinson. He's from Louisiana, Shriversport, Louisiana. And, uh, you think I got an accent. <laughs> I live I live about 60 miles from them duck boys. That's where I live at. Backyard, you better look for the gators, Charlie. <laughs> now, you can look Kylie up on uh, on Facebook. Uh, you know, he's, you know, and uh, he was putting up on Facebook, uh, my, you know, my son died because uh, of the rules of engagement. His son was, uh, they had to pull over to the side of the road. There was three. He was in the middle, his son with some, uh, some brass and uh, the van coming down since they pulled over, drove right into the middle, loaded with bombs and mm. killed his son, Josh. And, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, you, you know, and I'm meeting Kylie and uh, we brought Kylie down to Ocean City, Maryland and uh, the Royal Princess Hotel. We had 36 gold star parents and, uh, I tell you what, they put the fire engine trucks, they put it in the newspaper. Me and my wife go wherever we're going to go for the, for the weekend retreat with the Gold Star families. Uh, we uh, 
go down like a month early, let the VFW post know the police and firemen. And they put it in the newspaper. And there's people out in the street, Don, with the flags. <laughs> they put the bugler. They roll, you know, each, at, each city that we've been to really rolls out the red carpet. But we're, we're a small foundation, you know, uh, we need help. Uh, MichaelStrangeFoundation.org. Um, well, hold on. Let me, let me jump in here just one second, Charlie. You know, a couple of things. <clears throat> one, you guys are, are close to it because obviously it's, it's your kids, right? I mean, you, that's not going to be something that's ever going to be replaced in your life, right? So it's, it's really close to it. But I, I want to say it for all, the, all of us that aren't gold star families, man. It's not that we don't, we're not thinking about it. We're just not as close to it as you guys are. You know, I mean, you guys are, are there in the day to day. But I want you to also recognize that everywhere you've been, look at the good people that show up to support. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, man, um, uh, there's special people in this world. And unfortunately, society as it is as a whole likes to just paint a bad fucking picture on everything. So, so if you turn on the false shitty ass news and all the other BS out there, all you're going to see is the negative stuff. But for all your friends that you guys are doing these amazing things for, just remember it's, it's not that we're not thinking about it. It's just, we're not as close to it as you guys are, you know, and, and, you know, we show up because there's still some of us that, you know, that sacrifice means a fuck ton to the to to a lot of us. So so I just wanted to get that out. Now tell us about your damn foundation. <laughs> hey, Donnie, thank you. And that means a lot, man. That means a lot. And uh, thank you. You know. You're get me all freaking choked up here, Charlie. You know how to do it. I'm to make you cry too. My wife's over here on the side crying, tearing up. You know. Uh, it's a piece of my heart's missing now, Don, and, uh, you know, uh, meeting these other gold stars. Uh, we got a big event. We got a big event coming up. We got uh, Drago coming back November 2nd with a guy by the name of Rob O'Neill, who's coming mm -hmm. back for the second time, one of my, Michael's buddies and a lot of you guys' buddies. And uh, we're teaming up with another foundation called Operation First Response, uh, Peggy Baker and Nick Constantinos. And uh, we're doing it November 2nd. I know you guys don't like to come 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 to the East Coast over here, Donnie, but I'm that's hoping shit, that's uh, but that's cold ass weather in November, dude. You're crazy <laughs> as hell. <laughs> we'll get you we'll get you a Philly cheesesteak and Tony Luke's, man. My buddy Tony Luke's. Oh, that's awesome. Introduce you to to Nikki and Joey back at Donuts and you know Rocco and all the guys. And uh you'll be all right. We'll take care of you. But uh November second, seriously, uh Pat Mudge is speaking. Well, you know, one of Michael's close friends, I know. You know and like, for just really quick, Charlie, for the ones that have listened to this podcast all the way through, if you guys go back uh, before, I think, episode 50, somewhere in there you'll hear Patrick Mudge's story, man. And, and let me tell you, Patrick Mudge is the only interview I've ever done where I think I said two words to the whole thing, man. When that dude tells his story, holy fuck, that dude went through some shit. So great, great dude, great story. So, so to see him speak in person would be huge. Yeah, Pat spoke at our, our uh, we had a little dinner event last year. He came down and uh, he was close with Michael. And uh, you know, it's uh. 
It's hard, man, you know, and you uh, got to ask guy for help. Got to, you know, guy opened up the Bible to me a little bit about Jesus and dying on the cross for us and his only son. And, uh, you know, so uh, meeting new veterans and, and asking God for help and meeting these other great gold star parents from all over the country. Don, we, we've had. 250 Gold Star parents. We've done weekends in, in Pennsylvania, Jersey, Ocean City, Maryland, Tucson, Longmont, Colorado, Washington, D.C., Lenox, Massachusetts. And um, we need help with the airfare. We need help with the hotels. and Because the parents already paid the ultimate price, right? I don't like saying that, you know, uh, ultimate sacrifice. I don't like that shit. It wasn't no sacrifice. My son had a gun in his hand when he died. You know what I mean? And uh, that fucks with me too. You know, he was alive for 15 minutes and nobody came to help him. You know, and uh, my nightmares. So, you know, here's the here's the thing, man. Is is you guys are doing a freaking awesome thing, right? It's 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 a hell of a thing you guys are doing. And, you know, through your story, what people are able to feel, see, and embrace is, you know, this is a tough fucking thing, you know, and I, I, I personally can't relate to it, any of it. I've never lost anybody that close to me, right? You know, but, but I will tell you, the fucking strength you guys have to bring these families in across the world, uh, or across the U.S., and, and, and be able to put them in one place, one room, so y'all can freaking go through this shit together. And as you start early, you realize you're not fucking alone, you know, is, is huge. Is really, really, really huge. Um, and fucking kudos. I mean, there, there's always somebody who picks up the torch and says, come sit by my fire and you guys are doing it. Thanks. Yeah. You know, it's really freaking awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it, it helps. It, it helps, you know, meeting these gold stars. My friend Jeannie Cathcart, his son was Michael Cathcart, and all over, all over. And uh, from, from we did one up in Lenox, Mass, the, the gold star families. We had Derek Benson's dad there, Fred, and a couple of the families from Extortion 17 came. Doug Hamburger, his son Patrick was on there out of Nebraska. Yeah, full-time National Guard. And uh, I'll tell you what, the one up in Lenox, Massachusetts, uh, it's called Pugs Farm. The guy bought a Chinook helicopter. <laughs> he bought a Chinook helicopter and has a, a memorial site. It's called Pugs Farm. If you're ever up in Lenox, Massachusetts, it's free. It's a beautiful memorial site. A guy by the name of E. Al Shapiro, uh, he... Uh, just amazing sight. So we did a weekend up there with them. That was, you know, going inside the Chinook scene, the pictures. And, but it's healing. Something else is healing, too, you know. Uh, it, it, it's, you learn to walk with a limp every day, and, and some days are harder than others. Sometimes that grim reaper comes in on you, you know, and, and it's good that through the foundation, I met Mike Anderson. His son was a Marine, fast track, killed in Fallujah. His son got hurt. Was out, came back, and then uh, on a raid, he got shot right through the heart. Mike Anderson, good friend of mine, and uh, meeting Michael and and uh, his daughter Allie. We sometimes we bring the siblings in if they're over eighteen, and 
that's you know that's they asked me to do the siblings and uh as you can tell i'm i'm not, I'm not a doctor i do have a phd though donnie plumbing heating and drainage but <laughs> see we learn to laugh again brother we learn to laugh you know <laughs> so, uh you know, no, I, you know I, I get that charlie i come from a blue collar lifestyle so i get that man that's awesome <laughs> yeah I'm from the, i was in the laborers union in philly you know but uh you know so that's the Michael Strange Foundation. You see videos on Michael Strange Facebook. You'll see all the videos, all the Gold Star parents, different events. But November 2nd is our big dinner. Everybody's welcome. We'll have up on the website in about two months. We can buy tickets online. We'll have auctioneer Pat Mudge is going to Battle Force, getting some stuff donated. We need some donations for the auction. Um, Rob O'Neill's coming in to speak. He's going to be there. Uh, Drago, Pat, a couple veterans from uh, Afghanistan and Iraq through Operation First Response are going to tell, talk for a few minutes, tell their stories, how uh, Operation First Response helps them. And, and then, of course, I'll have some gold stars there from all over the country and uh, just to do some healing and show people that, you know, freedom's not free, babe. Freedom's not free, you know. Uh, you know, 9-11, uh, Man, Boston bombing, San Bernardino, you know, and uh, I know Michael did some things in this country, you know, to stop certain things that even went on here, and you never hear about it, and that's what I love about everybody who serves in the military, you know, uh, to sign that line and to protect us for our freedoms, man, for our freedoms. It's, it's, we live in the greatest country in the world. That's it. That's it, man. That's it. President Trump had me down in the White House. He was great. Uh, he asked me to bring ten gold stars down there. He was a, he was a trip. Uh, they they even put it in the newspaper in uh, in Philadelphia. <laughs> Family of Fawn meets the Trumpster. They put the Trumpster up. Uh, Trumpster. Had <laughs> to throw a little shot in, you know. We didn't, uh, but he was good. I had fifteen minutes alone with him, me and my wife, him and the first lady. Uh, he opened up an investigation about extortion 17 for us. I gave him some of them 1,300 pages. He actually read them in front of me. Uh, I said, President Trump, my son got killed in a 1960 helicopter, man, with 30 other guys. He goes, you see what I did about that? I just signed a bill, 500 million. Get some new damn helicopters for them. <laughs> and then I, then I said to him, I said, you know, when you drop that mother bomb over there, I said, next time you call Charlie Strange from Philadelphia, and drop like eight or nine on them motherfuckers. Kill them all. Kill all them fucking people, right? He goes, yo, yo, yo. I said, yo, yo, yo. I said, your son's still here. My son's not. Then he gave me a hug, and uh, then he invited me back for Christmas dinner, Don. Just to my <laughs> wife. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was cool. No, so tell the family, you're not going to be home for Christmas. You're going to be, you know, chilling in the White House. Ah, we were in the gold room, the green room, the red room. They were feeding us all kinds of stuff. They did a beautiful tribute to the to the men, the Gold Star families. First lady, she was elegant. You know, she said, you know, like I can't, I, I don't know what you're going through. I can't understand what you're going through. I can't imagine. She read a beautiful poem. General Kelly was there. He read, you know, he lost his son. And uh that's with the gold stars, you know, you get a gold star pin in a folded flag, you know. And uh, we've had some of the parents, some of the mothers come to our weekend and they, they're wearing their gold star pin out 
And another lady says to her, man, I like that pin. Where, how do I get one of that? People don't know what a gold star is, you know? Right. So uh, you don't want that gold star pin. It, it's the pin nobody wants. And, but uh, I wear it with honor. My son wore his uniform with honor and, and what he did and, uh, to protect and serve for our freedoms. And uh, he loved what he did and, you know, but you hear all kinds of things on our weekends, you know, people, uh, you know, the one guy said that, I know what you're going through. His neighbor told him, I know what you're going through. I had my dog for 12 years. You lost your dog. I lost <laughs> I my son. Right. I don't think you know. So right. people being nice, we understand, you know what I mean? Just don't catch me. Don't say something like that to me the first year it happened. Right. You know, Michael Strange Foundation. So that's awesome, brother, man. You know, Charlie, I, I gotta tell you, I'm honored to have you come on here and, and share your story. I mean, cause I, you're right. There's a lot of people that don't understand what the gold star families are. I mean, it's thrown around every once in a while, but not a lot of people fully understand what it means. So thank you for, for coming in and, and really sharing Michael's and your story, your family story. And, you know, thank you for everything you're, you're doing. It means, uh, a, a ton and I, I just have so much respect for what you guys are doing and you know you're you're doing so much for other families going through it and you know thanks for being a light for those people that's a really truly beautiful thing how do people get in touch with you guys so so what's the website what's the best way for them to reach out to donate to to get help if they're a gold star family member that maybe don't know about you guys you know those type of things how do how do people get in touch with you guys the the best way for the gold stars is michael strange uh facebook message me uh charles strange facebook message me uh our P.O. Box is Michael Strange Foundation P.O. Box 6038 Philly, PA 19114. Philly, PA 19114. The P.O. Box is 6038 Michael Strange Foundation. We got PayPal. We got PayPal on michaelstrangefoundation.org. You hit the, you see some t-shirts for sale. You'll see the PayPal in there. We could really use your help. We could really use your support. We're a 501c3. All the money goes to pay for the hotel, the food, the plane tickets. And we give the parents a little present at the end, a little uh, gold star bag and uh, pays for the lodging. And uh, that's what we need help for. We need, we need to raise money to, for these gold star families because it's not like after you bury a child, you wake up and go back to work in two weeks or three weeks and uh, I did. I went back to work like two months later, but I couldn't stay for a full week. You know, I, I go every day, but I break down, man. Uh, the Grim Reaper ain't no joke. And then you wipe yourself off. You drink a bottle of water. You smoke a cigarette. You wash your face. You boom, you go back out. You're good for another hour. And then bam, it's like, damn, my son, you got to be kidding. I got to go to a cemetery to see my son? Like, who the fuck came up with this? You know what I mean? Who the fuck put all these guys in the helicopter? And, uh, and then, they, but you know, uh, the only thing for me is meeting these gold star parents and 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 learning learning what you're walking into, knowing that you're not alone, you know. And it's it's God working through me. Believe me, that's the other thing. You know, I give God credit for everything. If it was up to me, I'd be smoking some left hand cigarettes and drinking, but I don't do that. <laughs> you know. Uh, 
I probably shouldn't have said that. But no, um, no, you're fine. We're, we live in a new time, Charlie. Everybody smokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But so, yeah, I know it's God working through me and, and meeting that other gold star to start this off. And, and my wife, uh, God bless her, you know, she was Michael's stepmom and uh, she's like uh, my rock and my boulder. And, and like you just said, you know, a uh, guy named Sean Greener from, from Delaware, Navy veteran, he did some of our counseling. Uh, we had another guy from Wildwood. We're looking for a grief counselor, actually, Donnie, if anybody. Uh, I just interviewed a gentleman yesterday. He's becoming a doctor. Uh, he works at a couple of VAs. Uh, he's going to get back to me. Uh, anybody that wants to reach out that, that, that does grief counseling, we could use some support on that too. We're looking, uh, my, my friend in uh, Delaware is not doing too good. He's going through some problems, but, uh, yeah, we need a grief counselor. Got two on the line, but they're not sure. If we, we're having an event June 21st in Jersey. Um, Edison, New Jersey, we're having a weekend for Gold Stars. We have got them from Florida, Chicago, coming from all over, you know. So uh, we could use your support. MichaelStrangeFoundation.org. We have PayPal. You can order some shirts. And uh, also our, our P.O. box is on the foundation page. Awesome. Awesome. Charlie, thanks so much for doing this. Thanks for sharing your story with us. I, I really appreciate it. You know, here's how I like to wrap up every show. And I do stump some people with this, Charlie. So, so stand by for that. If you were going to leave the champions who listen to this show, 91 countries that tune in every day to hear the stories of the champions that have been through heaven and hell, you know, in their life to figure out what they're going to do and where they're going. If you were going to leave them with a quote, a phrase, a saying, a mantra, something they can take with them on their journey, especially when they're stacked up against it. What's that quote or phrase you would say? Remember this. My one phrase I would say would be, Easy does it, but do it. Remember the fallen, and freedom is not free. That's awesome, Charlie. Just freaking beautiful, my friend. Thanks so much for doing this. Keep rocking. Keep being the torch for those gold family members, and uh, we're fixing to show up to support you, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, Don. Thank you so much for your service, and uh, thanks for helping us. Absolutely. God bless, brother. Man, if that story didn't hit you, wow. Uh, Charles, I got to say, bud, I'm, I'm really grateful for your time coming and share your story on the show. I mean, and, and everything you guys are doing. You know, if you guys would do me an honor and take a minute, just think about the guys who gave it all, you know, so we can enjoy the freedoms that we have. Think about all the guys that are deployed, you know, overseas now protecting our freedoms. And by God, thank a veteran when you see him. Um, they've been through hell in their own form or fashion. And, you know, it, it, those, those kind words go quite a long ways. And for the veterans, when somebody thanks you, take that, receive that and own that for me because it, you deserve it. Um, I know I struggled the longest time when people said, thank you for your service. You know, I found a great phrase that allowed me to continue to embrace, cause it's not about them thanking me. 
it's about how it makes them feel that they can do something um you know for us so so anytime they thank you just turn around and look at them say it was my honor right embrace that guys i hope you come hang out in our success champions group on facebook over 600 members growing strong it has become a family it has become networking it is a bunch of badasses all going for it we are creating success champions on a daily basis and let me tell you you want to come hang out because as I am a success champion, so are you. Just go to Facebook, type in success champions, click on groups, and we'll see you there. And the ground is no place for a champion. Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. Man, we're just proud to, to have you guys as listeners always tuning in. And we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows. And that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions Networking, and it continues to grow. So if you haven't checked out a chapter and you're looking for a mastermind group of pure absolute badasses that understand that giving introductions are way more powerful than referrals, go to successchampionnetworking.com and request a visit. And thanks for being you. Thanks for being a champion of your success because that's what it means to be a success champion.